Uh, again, first of all, today's learning is dedicated by Yehuda Pellet for the Hatzlacha, for all those that are doing the Daf with us, and by Michael Rojas, Lezecha Nishmas, Gila Bashloima, and Leah Basafraim, the Nisham Shavanuya. Okay, so we have in Daf Membez and Aleph, we're up to the first line, Amarabba. What we had yesterday was a Machlaikis Tanoim, it was a Machlaikis Rebbe in the Rabbonon. Can you free a half of a slave? So you give a star, and you write on the star, you are half free. Is that a thing? So it's a machlekes, Rebbe and the Rabbanon. Rebbe says it's effective. The Rabbanon say it's not effective. So it's a machlekes whether it works. Says the Gemara, Amarava, machlekes kishishichar chatziv v'hiniyah chatziv. Says Rabba, the whole machlekes is the classic case, which is, I'm freeing half, but I'm keeping half. Avl shichar chatziyay, umochar chatziyay, oinosim matana chatziyay. But let's say, I write to the slave, half of you is free, and the other half is sold. So the owner is completely getting rid of the slave. He just wants to free half of him and sell half of him. Says Rabba, Since the slave is completely leaving his domain, that is effective. Meaning, Rabba says the whole time there's a machlaikis is where you tell a slave you're half free. Meaning, I'm keeping half of you, but I like to free half of you. That Rabbanon feels, there's no such thing as that. But, because it's got to be a little more binary, a little more, get him out. But says Rabbah, if let's say you're selling half of him and you're freeing half of him, so from your perspective, he's gone. Right? From the owner's perspective, he's no longer in my domain because half of him is sold and half of him is free, then it does work. That's Rabbah's opinion. So Rabbah's opinion is that you could have, everyone agrees you could half free a slave if the other half is also leaving, if the other half is not status quo. If you keep half, then it's a problem. But if you if you sell half or you give the other half away as a matana, that's Rabbi's opinion. Now, the Gemara says like this. So you're telling me right now, again, up to this point, whether you could free half of a slave is a machlokes. But now Rabbi is saying there's a circumstance where there's no machlokes at all. It's universally accepted that if you free half and sell half, then he's sold. Here's the problem. The problem is like this. I'll, I'll sort of lay out what's going on for most of this Ahmed. Most of this Ahmed is dealing with the following problem. There is a contradiction in two Bryces, where you seem to be selling half and freeing half. One Brysa says it works, one Brysa says it doesn't work. So before the Gemara I just read to you, I'd be like, well, it's a Machlechus Tanayim anyway, perfect. But now you're telling me that everyone agrees. If you sell half and free half, that it works. So how do you reconcile this contradiction? That's going to be what we're dealing with from this Ahmed. The Gemara says, you're telling me, the Gemara says, Amr Abaye, Abaye says to Rabbah, and if you sell half and free half, everybody agrees that it works. But wait, I have a contradiction. And now I no longer have an answer to said contradiction. What's the contradiction? One Bryce says, look at the cases, because they seem tricky, but they make a lot of sense if you just analyze them. One Bryce says, I write two documents. I write on both documents the exact same thing. I am giving you everything I own. And you give it to two slaves at the exact same time. So if you give two people at the exact same time a document that says you have everything I own, how do you understand that? It means you split it, right? If I give you everything and I give you everything, it means you split it. So I'm giving it to two slaves. 
I'm saying to him, you get everything. So just for this example, you two are slaves. I give you both the same documents that say, I give you everything, I give you everything. So that means you get half of everything and you get half of everything. Now included in everything is you. So that means you get half of yourself and the other guy ha- gets half of you. So each... Because when you give two people documents that, they say, that say they get everything, the assumption is that you're not just playing games. The assumption is, I want you get half and you get half. Or you get nothing Well, no, but the Gemara is assuming that, that we want, we, a person wants his words to be effective, and therefore we assume that what you mean is half and half. Now think about that. Now think of like property as like a, like, a, like a sphere. Like half goes to you, half goes to you. Included in that are the slaves themselves, which means you get half of yourself, because you acquired half of yourself, and you get half of the other guy. The other guy gets half of himself, and he gets half of you. So each slave is now split up into two. Half free, half sold. Half free, half sold. And you see that it works. So one Brisa indicates that this works. Now this is perfect. This is what we just got finished saying everybody agrees to. But now here's another Brisa. There's another Brisa that says, If someone says, seemingly an almost identical case, that all of my belongings belong to A and B, my slaves, it doesn't work. So, okay, so you have a contradiction whether it works. Right? Because if they're not free, right, you're giving everything to the slaves. The only way that acquisition works because a slave can only acquire what his master, right? Everything So the only way that any of this works is if the slave goes free. The first Bryce says that it works. The second Bryce says that it doesn't. Each case are identical and that is half of him is being freed and half of him is, is being sold. Right? Because right, in your case, when I give you everything, half of everything, and I give you half of everything, right? So what happens? You get half of yourself, so you're half free and the other guy gets half of you. And you get the uh, half of the other guy. So it's half free, half given away. One Bryce says that it works, one Bryce says that it doesn't. Now, up to this point in the Gemara, I would have said that whether you could free half of a slave. But now Rab is telling me that when you free half and you give away half, it's universally accepted that it works. So how do you reconcile this contradiction? So the Gemara says, my love, ha Rebbe, ha Rabbanon. So Abayya says, doesn't this kind of make sense that it's a machlokas and you're telling me it's universally accepted? So how do you reconcile these two things? So, loy. Okay, so we're going to have three basic approaches to understand the contradiction, to answer the contradiction in this b'risa. So, answer number one is, EDV di Rabbanon, hadar makuloi, hadar makhatsi. Answer number one is that you did not, they're not the case, they're not identical. The first case, I give both of my slaves the same document that says, I'm giving you everything, I'm giving you everything. Now, if you give two people a statement that says everything, it means they're splitting it. So they get 50%, he gets 50%, he's half sold, he's half free, he's half free, he's half given away. Beautiful. What does the Brysa mean when it says it doesn't work? The case is not where you said you're getting everything. It's where I wrote to you, you're getting half, and I wrote to you, you're getting half. The reason why that doesn't work is because perhaps I'm trying to give them both the same half. Meaning, when I say I'm giving you everything and I'm giving you everything, that means I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm clearly out of the picture. But now you guys are like, but we have the same thing. And it's just, so split it. But if I give both of you the following document, like, like, uh, I'm giving you 50%, I'm giving you 50%. The reason why that doesn't work is because perhaps I'm giving you both the same 50%. In meaning, in which case, I'm not giving you guys away. You're still slaves. 
And because you're still slaves, you can't acquire anything. Now, the only reason why it works in the first case is because I know I'm freeing you. How do I know you're freeing you? Because I said everything is gone. Everything. But if I say to you, I'm giving 50%, I say to you, I'll give 50%, perhaps what I mean is 50% of my real estate, I'm giving to both of you, I'm keeping everything back for myself, including you guys. So the reason why it doesn't work is because the case is, the case where it says that it doesn't work is not where it's kuloi, it's chatsi chatsi. So the Gemara just has quick problems with this. The problem is that second b'risa that says that it doesn't work, which we're now interpreting, is talking about a case of chatsi chatsi. The next case of that b'risa is explicitly chatsi chatsi. Right, the first case of the Bryce says that it doesn't work, and then it says, Omar Chatsi Chatsi, it also doesn't work. Now you tell me the first case is Chatsi Chatsi, so the second case and the first case are the same. So the Gemara says, Hamitani Seifa, but then keep reading the Bryce. So what you tell me now, both cases of the Bryce are saying the same thing? The answer is yes. Perushi Kamefarish. Sometimes the Bryce does that. When it gives you two cases, it's not two separate cases, it's explaining. The first case where it doesn't work, what is the case? Chatsi chatsi. Okay, so there's two cases in the Brisa. The first case that it doesn't work and the second case that it doesn't work are identical. They're both talking about a case of chatsi chatsi. Hachinami mistabra. The Gemara says, I have, uh, I have a proof to this. I think it makes sense. Again, the second Brisa said that it does not work. We're interpreting the second Brisa as talking about a case of chatsi chatsi. The Gemara says, so uh, by the way, think about this, just, just the outline in your mind. The second price has two cases. Doesn't work, doesn't work. The second case is Chatsi Chatsi, and now we're interpreting the first case as also being Chatsi Chatsi, and it's really one case. The Gemara says, I'll tell you why that's perfect. Why? Let's say you didn't learn it like this. The first case is I give away both slaves fully, doesn't work. The second case, I give away half the slaves, that doesn't work. Let me ask you a question. Once I know that if I give away both slaves fully, it doesn't work, isn't it posh that if I give half the slaves, it doesn't work? So if you're telling me that it's actually two cases and it's I give away fully, doesn't work, then I give chati, doesn't work, isn't that like posh So it makes sense now that you're interpreting it that it's really both cases of the price. You're talking about the same thing, which is chati, chati. The Gemara says... Just this is just a syntax of the Brisa. If you actually interpret the Brisa the way we originally thought, which is the first case is you give away both slaves entirely and it doesn't work. And then the second case is where they gave away chatsi chatsi, it's like a weird thing. You're going with the, the, the bigger chiddish is that if you give away both slaves fully, it doesn't work. And then you're saying, and even chatsi chatsi, chatsi chatsi is posh, it doesn't work. So therefore, this approved to what you're saying. So Gemara says, no, that's not the greatest proof, why? The answer is, it could be actually the first case is talking about where you gave away the slaves fully, the second case is chatsi chatsi, and you'll say, why do you need both? The answer is, you need both, because if you only had one case, I wouldn't know what the halacha would be. Meaning, if I want both cases to be a problem, right? I have a case that's like a chiddush and a case that's less of a chiddush. I want them to both be puzzle. So I tell you one case, right? You have case A and case B. Case A is a big chiddush, that is a problem. Case B, not so much. So I say case A is puzzle and case B is puzzle. So you say to yourself, well, once I know case A is puzzle, what do you need case B for? The answer is because if you just had one case, you wouldn't know what it's talking about. I want you to know everything is a problem. A and B. If you just had one case, I would interpret that one case being B, but being A would actually work. Kamash no, both cases don't work. A and B. So that's why it's not, a, not indicative. But back to what the flow of the Gemara. We have a contradiction, okay? 
Rabba started off by our discussion by saying the whole machloikas of whether you could have a half a slave freed is only where you just free half of a slave. But if you free half and sell half, or free half and give the half away, because the slave is entirely leaving your domain, everyone agrees it works. Okay. The problem was we had a contradiction in the Bryces. The contradiction in the Bryces was, you have two slaves, I write to both of them on a star, to two shtaras, I'm giving you everything I own. I'm giving you everything I own. So when you give two people the same thing, we assume you mean to split it. So that means I'm giving slave A everything, I'm giving slave B everything. So they split it between the two, which means slave A acquires half of everything, including half of himself. So he's half free. Slave B acquires half of everything. So slave A is half free, half owned by B. Slave B is half free and half owned by A. And they'll free each other. That's one brysa, which indicates that you could have a half of a slave free and a half of a slave given away. The other brysa, which seems to be the exact same case, says it doesn't work. So it's straight up contradiction. So the first answer was, uh, one case, they're not talking about the same cases at all. The first case, you gave away each slave 100% of, of, your, of your earnings, uh, of your, uh, value, your wealth. And the second case is where I only gave 50%. And the reason why it doesn't work is because if I give you 50% and you 50%, Perhaps I'm giving you guys both the same amount and I'm not giving the slaves their own freedom. Perhaps the 50% doesn't include the slaves themselves. That was the first explanation. We now have a second explanation that is much simpler. The answer is very simple. It's the exact same case. And I'm giving away half. What's the difference? One is I'm giving it on one document. One is I'm giving it on two documents. Meaning, I write two different documents you're getting 100% of my earnings, of my value, and you're getting 100% of my, my, my nechassim. That works, because by giving you 100%, 100%, you split it, you get half your own freedom, and half the other slip. Perfect. But if I write it on one star, I am giving both of you 100% of my things, it doesn't work. Why? Technicality. Uh, freedom of a slave is like a, a, a divorce document. You can't have two women divorced with one document. It's a technicality. Meaning, yes, it should work conceptually. You are freeing half and you are giving half away. It, 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 it should work from an emancipation perspective, but just from a document perspective, you can't emancipate two slaves with one document. It's like a divorce document. You can't divorce two women with one document. You can't emancipate two slaves with one document. It just it doesn't work. That's it. So it's just a technicality. So the second case that says that it doesn't work, it's talking about where it's one, one document. Now, there's one last problem with this. So the second case, which says that it doesn't work, is talking about with one document. Then the next case of that b'risa is where you said chatsi chatsi. Who cares a chatsi chatsi? If it's one document, it's a problem always. Like, wh- like what are we getting involved with? Like, if I tell you, oh, it's a problem because uh, I only gave away half of my estate. It has nothing to do with half. It's because you used one document. So why is the b'risa getting into details of, like, how much of the estate you gave away? It's irrelevant. Once you use one document, it doesn't matter. So the Gemara says... Wait, if you're telling me that the, the second price is talking about where it's one document and it's a technicality, then what does it matter whether it's chatsi chatsi, kuli kuli? It doesn't matter. It's one document. So the answer is, this is what the price means. It doesn't work. Because you used one star. But had you used, this is all you have to like, Insert in brackets. Had you used two shtaros, it would work as long as you didn't say chasi chasi.
That's, that's how you have to interpret it. Okay. Third answer is a very flawed answer, and it's a flawed answer, and it's going to be instantly rejected. Again, we have a brysa that says, I give away all my nechassim to two people, to two of my slaves. The brysa says it doesn't work. Why not? So the answer is, and again, it's a very flawed answer, so I'm just going to read it quickly, and you'll quickly see the problem. Viva Yisema, loy kasha, you know what the problem is? You gave it to two people, not at the same time. You see, if I give two people at the exact same time documents that say you get 100%, you get 100%, at the exact same time, I obviously want them to split it. But if I give you a document that says you get 100% of my earnings, and then two days later I give you a document that says you get 100% of my earnings, that doesn't work. Why? Because I already gave you everything. It's too late. So the case, the second case where it doesn't work is where I give it to the two slaves not at the same time. So I gave it to the first one, and then I gave it to the second one. So it doesn't work because I already gave everything away. How is it known? Huh? How is it known? Well, so you have but, but here's the problem with this answer. You, the, second, the second case is that I give it to, to both of the slaves. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for anybody. Nobody gets anything. Nothing happened. It was a sham. And now you're telling me what's the case. So I gave the first slave everything. And then I gave the second slave everything. So it doesn't work because I already gave everything away. It doesn't work for the second guy. It should work for the first guy. Yeah, me, me, the, the Bryce says it doesn't work for either. Nobody gets anything. And now you're telling me what's the case. I gave 100% of everything to Menashe, and then I gave 100% of everything to, to Yehuda. And the reason why it doesn't work is because you gave everything away already. That explains why it doesn't work for the second guy. It should still work for the first guy, Right? Like, there's no issue with the first guy's transaction. He acquired everything. So yes, the second guy understood. It doesn't work for him because I already gave everything away. I got nothing else left. But the price says that it doesn't work for either. So the Gemara says, I understand why the second guy can't acquire anything because it was already given away. But why the first guy? Why does it work for him? He should acquire everything, including his own freedom, and the other guy. Like, he, he should be free. So the Gemara says, You're right, throw out that answer. Get, get rid of that, that, that first, that third answer is no good. Okay. Ravashi Omar. Okay, Ravashi gives one more answer. And again, it's also flawed. What I mean is, it's hard to understand. Is, okay, we have a contradiction in the cases. One case, it works. One case, it doesn't work. They seem to be the exact same case. I'm giving both documents to two slaves, saying you acquire everything. Why doesn't it work in the second case? See, Ravashi says, the second case, the Lashon was, I'm giving everything to Ploni Avadai, my slaves. How do you understand that when, you, when you say I'm giving it to my slaves, so Ravashi says, you're clearly still calling them your slaves. That means you don't want them to go free. So Ravashi says, meaning, if I say I'm giving everything to my slave, that means I'm still calling you a slave. So I obviously don't want you to go free. That's why it doesn't work. Because in the transaction itself, I indicate I want you to remain a slave. Because he's interpreting that when you say I'm giving it to my friend the slave, I don't mean my friend who was a slave up to this point. It means my friend who remained a slave. Which is like, you know, it's a little funny because when someone like retires, you could still probably call them doctor, right? Because they were a doctor. So Ravashi's saying, you're saying you're giving it to your slaves... Well, if they're free, then how are you calling them slaves? It must be you don't want them to be free. Or you're calling them based on what you always called them, that they were my slaves. So Ravashi says, 
Shani Hasim, the Kakarle Avdai. The difference is the reason why it doesn't work over there is the technicalities, because you're calling them your slaves, which means, which indicates you want them to remain being your slaves. So Amle Rafam Miravashi, Rafam says to Ravashi, Dilma Avadai Shayu Kvar. What do you mean? Just because you're calling them slaves doesn't mean you're you mean they're still slaves. It means they were your slaves. Like who am I giving it to? I'm giving it to Joe the slave. That doesn't mean I want Joe to remain a slave. It means Joe, who was up to this point. My slave, I'll prove it to you. Basically, there's a Bryce over here that we've had before that talks about freeing a slave, and the Bryce calls him a slave after he's being freed. What's the answer? Because that's how people talk. The Gemara says, Milo Tanan, there's a Mishnah. This is a Mishnah that we had already. We had this earlier, earlier, Dafches. Hakosev kol nechosev la'avdo. Right, again, a slave cannot acquire anything because everything he acquires goes back to the owner. So for a slave to be free... You have to give him everything, including himself, right? Like if you go to a slave and you're like, I want, you get 10% of my company, he gets nothing. Because how could he acquire 10%? If you say you get 100% of my company, then it's fine because included in the company is him. So he acquires his own freedom. He's emancipated, he acquires his own freedom. And then he gets the, the rest of the estate. So it says... If you say to the Eved, you acquire everything I own, he goes free. But if, let's say, you say, I want you to have everything except for that plot of land, it doesn't work. Because well, once, once he's already pulling back one plot of land and not giving it to him, perhaps he's also not giving the guy his freedom also. And perhaps he's just writing this to be like, to look like a good guy. Right? It only works if you know for sure that he's giving over the slave to himself that he is actually emancipating the slave. If there's a chance that the slave is not part of the transaction, it doesn't work. Once the master is already not giving away all of the real estate, once he's keeping some real estate, we're also afraid he's keeping the slave himself. That's the Tanakama. Rav Shimon says, no, he is a free man, unless he says, I'm giving everything to my slave, Except for a tiny, tiny amount. Meaning, if he if he says, I'm not giving you a piece of land, a slave's not a piece of land. So the slave is free. But if he says, I'm giving you everything except for one one-thousandth of my estate, well, a slave could be one one-thousandth of the estate. Meaning, if you're holding back a value that could be equal to a slave, then then it doesn't work. Notice how he says, Ploini Avdi. He calls him a slave, and yet conceptually it would work if he gave him everything. What do you see? I, he's calling him a slave. The answer is, he's not saying he should remain a slave. He's saying, my slave, that's how you identify him. So the Gemara says, uh, He's calling him a slave. What do you have to interpret? It means, my slave, he was my slave. And therefore, Ravashi also is rejected because when he says Avdi, he doesn't mean to say that he remains a slave. It means that's how he's identifying. Okay, so from here until the rest of the daf. Okay, so th- this is what it's, uh, th- there's two sugyas. One more sugya and then well, the three sugyas of the daf. We went through one, this is the second sugya. The second sugya is as follows. We had in the Mishnah, um, Beishama Basila argued, what do you do with a half a slave? Half slave, half free. So Basila said originally, and we're going to go with original Beis Hillel, not Beis Hillel's uh, reversal. But originally, Beis Hillel said, well, he's three and a half days a week, he's free. Three and a half days a week, he's a slave. Splits up his week. 
Bishami didn't like that because Bishami says then he can't marry anybody, so we force him to be free. But I understand, but conceptually, you could have a half of a slave, and he spends half of his time as being a slave, half his time as being a free man. The question is, what about what if he's gored? Gored during the week. Who gets the money? Right? He's right, he's a half slave, half free. So does he keep the money, right? If I gore you, Mike, if my ox gores you, you get to keep it, right? The damages go to you. If, you're, if my ox gores your slave, the damages go to your master. He's a half slave, half free. Who gets the money? So it says the Gemara, very interesting Gemara. The Gemara says, Nagushar, if the slave, half slave, half free man is gored by an ox, so who gets the money? It depends what day he was gored on. They would literally split up the week. Three and a half days, I'm free. Three and a half days, I work for you. If he's gored on a day that he works, the money goes to the master. If he's gored on a free day, so he would literally just have his calendar. Half days of the week would be gray for work. Half would be white for free. And it depends on what day he was gored at. So you literally split up the week, and the damages that happen, it literally depends on what day of the week he was damaged on. But if he's damaged on a day, that's he's free. Then the next day he's a slave, and he can't be a slave because he's got a. Oh, it's an interesting kasha. So the Gemara, the Gemara is going to say, no, no. So I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. You never. That's called sheves. Sheves by a shar. A shar only pays nezek. It doesn't play sheves. Meaning when there's different payments. If 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 I punch you in the face, I have to pay five things. One of them is your loss of work. That's Shevis? That's Shevis. Okay. An ox that gores, you don't pay Shevis. You pay Nezek or Chatsi Nezek, depending on how many times it's gored. So there's just a, you pay for the, the, the subsequent, the loss of his value as a slave. That's, that's all you pay for. So it wouldn't be relevant, but it would be, it would be interesting if a guy beat up this half slave, half day, that, then it would be interesting. I don't know. It's a good question. The Gemara in, touches on a little bit on the next moment. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. So you're telling me that you split up the week half, the, half slave, half free, and, and what day he's gored on will like dictate who gets the money, right? So why don't you take it a step further? Why can't he marry two wives? He'll have a Jewish wife for three and a half days a week and a Goyish wife, right? You're splitting up the week, so, and you're like literally going by like what day of the week it is, so why can't he have two wives? Let him live with a gaita on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever, and let him be a Jew. Three of those, like, why not? So the Gemara says, He's sure like, I mean, no, no, no. When it comes to Isurim, obviously not. Because also, like, why would the Torah recognize your half? Like, like the Torah doesn't want this person to marry a guy. He's like, yeah, but it's Monday. <laughs> Who cares? When it comes to money, okay, so Chazal are in charge of where money goes. So Chazal can say, half the week it goes to you, half the week it goes to the master. But Isurim, Isurim, it doesn't work like this. You can't just split up half the week where half the week you do this or half the week you don't based on an arbitrary decision of which days you celebrate. Okay, now here's the kasha. Right now, if I'm gored half the week, half it depends on what day, right? It either entirely goes to the master or entirely goes to the, the, the slave himself. It just depends on what day of the week. Here's the problem. Let's say a gore, uh, an ox kills somebody. That's by damages. You see, if an ox damages you, it pays half a nezek if it's only gored less than three times. More than three times, it pays nezek shalom. Let's say the ox actually kills you. So what's the, what, what does it pay? So by a slave, if it kills a slave, 
it, you pay a knas of 30 shekel, straight up. If it kills a free man, you pay a koifer, which is his value as a slave. If, if an ox kills a person, so if it kills a slave, you pay a knas of 30 shekel. If it kills a free man, you pay what's called a koifer, which is your value in court in, 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 as a slave. No, you pay. You pay if you kill a slave. You just pay a knas, a thirty shekel knas. It doesn't matter his value. It's thirty, thirty, thirty shekelim. And if he kills, that's the third. And if it kills, a, and if it kills a free man, you pay a kaifer. So what happens if it kills this half slave, half free? Oh, it should be pretending on the day, but it doesn't. Says the Gemara, he pays half a knas and half a kaifer. So says the Gemara, wait a minute. If an ox kills this half-slave, half-free, you have to give half of a knas to the master, go to the next page, and you have to give half a kofer to his relatives. Because So wait a minute, what? you made a great point. It should be based on the day. It shouldn't be split up half-half. It should be, if you got killed on a slave day, you pay straight up knas. If you got killed on a free day, you pay straight up kofer. Why are you splitting it? And it was divided Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I guess so. Arbitrarily, whatever the decision was. But the point is, why over here is it just split up between everybody? It should be, depending on the day. So the answer is... The difference is, over here, there's no other payment. This is, this is never coming back. Because this is a forever, this affects forever, it's not fair to just decide what day it is. Meaning, when it comes to the case of the ox goring, that we're going to see in a moment, it's a temporary damage. It's a damage that's just affecting him short term. So right now, okay, so because it's short term, we could say it's affecting the slave part, not the free part. Over here, he's dead. There is no future payment. There's no, so this affects everybody. You can't just say, well, he was technically killed on a slave day because the free person's like, well, he's gone now. There is no more free. Meaning when there's something is irreparable, forever damage, you can't just say that just affects the day that it happens. That affects forever. When it's an ox goring you, which is a temporary damage, meaning the Gemara is assuming right now that when an ox gores, we're not talking about a case where he has, where he ruptured a, a kidney and he, he's now on dialysis forever. Because if that's forever, then you can't just say, meaning we said before that if an ox gores you, it, you only pay depending on what day it is. If, it, if he's a free man, it goes to the, him. If, it's, if he's a slave, it goes to the slave, just depending on the day. That only works when it's a temporary damage. You could say, well, it's affecting me right now. Something that will affect him for the rest of his life, it, you, you, it, then, then everyone gets a little piece of the pie because it's affecting the slave part and it's affecting the free man part. So when, so when we thought originally we were talking about an ox goring, we thought we were talking about long-term damages. The answer is no, 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 no. That's like koifer and knas. Something that's forever, where his, his property is forever affected like death, or he got his arm chopped off because the ox gored his arm off, whatever it is, then it's taka split up between the two. The only case where it's, depending on the day, is where it's a temporary damage. So very simple, what's a temporary damage? The ox gored you in your arm, so you had to get stitches, so that day he couldn't work, but he'll be fine the next day. That's the case. Okay, here's the problem. 
So what's an example in the case of the goring where you, it depends on the day? So we said it's a temporary damage. So I could have, whatever. The ox gored his arm, and his arm you know, withered for a little bit, meaning, I don't know, he, he, uh, he had uh, you know, a, a, a sprained shoulder, so he couldn't really use it that day or for a couple days. His sofa lost him, but he'll be back. He'll be fine. Here's the problem. Okay, this is just, this is just technicalities. Uh, if an, an ox pays nezek only, right? He doesn't pay sheves, he doesn't pay ripoy, he doesn't pay boshes, right? These are all payments that you pay a person, right? If I punch you in your face, I have to pay nezek, which is the value, depreciation value as a slave. I have to pay sheves, your loss of job. I have to pay boshes, the amounts of embarrassment that now you have a black eye and you have to explain that to everybody. And I have to pay ripoy, which is your medical bills. In ox gores, it's just nezek. Okay. See, when an ox gores and it does irreparable damage, I get why there's nezek, right? You were worth $150 as a slave. You lost your arm. You're now $100. You got to pay 50 bucks. Okay, or chatzin nezek, 25 bucks, whatever it is. But now you're telling me the case where the ox gored the slave that he pays that day as opposed to that day is where it's a temporary damage. He just got a little, uh, a little cut on his arm. It's a machlekes amarayim whether you have to pay for that when it's an ox. Because think about it. What, what's nezek? Nezek means you no longer have that value as a slave. Can you say that when you, when you had a sprained shoulder and you'll be out for one to two weeks and you'll be fine in two weeks? I understand if you're a person, you have to pay sheves, which is a loss of job. That'll lose your job for two weeks. Understood. You might have a medical bill. Understood. But if you're paying nezek, nezek only... The opinion of Abaya, is Abaya? Uh, Rav, Rava. The, Rava's opinion is you do not pay Nezek on a temporary damage. So you're telling me, so let's just put this all together. An ox gores this slave, half slave, half free. Who gets the money depends on the day. But we interpreted this, this is Dafka talking about a damage that is not long-term repercussions. It's a slight cut in the arm, a slight injured shoulder. You'll be fine. And you pay depending on the day. According to Rabbi, you don't pay at all. Why does it matter what in this case? What do you mean? This shouldn't be here. It should mean Baba Mitzir. Oh, that's a good count. No, because we're talking about half slaves. But that's... Well, we've been talking about half slaves for a while now. Because we got into, uh, Get took us into emancipation document. What what do you mean? Of course it should. Why? No, yeah, 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 by the way, yes. Abai and Rava, it makes no difference whether it's a half slave or full, full slave. True. Abai and Rava is a shayla in, in Hilchas Bab Metziah, in Hilchas Nezek, whether you have to pay when an ox gores and does temporary damage. But our problem is, you're telling me, we started with a brysa that says that if you gore a half of a slave, a half of a free man, depends on who, the money goes to depending on the day. And now you're reinterpreting that brysa as Dafka talking about a temporary Injury, the problem is, according to Rabbi, you don't pay for temporary injuries when it's an ox. It's just a side problem. So the Gemara says, According to Rava, if you damage someone temporarily, you don't have to pay Nezek. All you have to pay is Sheves, which is the loss of a job, and an ox doesn't pay Sheves. So in other words, an ox doesn't pay if there's a temporary damage. So the Gemara says, Okay, so what we have to do is we have to change the case. The case is not gored by an ox, it's gored by a, a dude. Meaning the guy, instead of gored by an ox, it means a guy beat him up. 
You have to reinterpret that case. Or, or another uh, uh, answer is very simple. We're saying that this, um, this statement is not like Rava. Who authored this statement? I don't know. It's a Gemara. So Rava doesn't have to agree with the Gemara. Okay. You're right. You're right. This doesn't work according to Rava. Okay, so what? Rava will tell me, cry me a river. I don't care. I don't have to agree with the Gemara. Right? It's a Memra. It's, 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 not, it's not a Mishnah. It's not a Brisa. Rava doesn't have to agree with a Brisa, with a non-Brisa. Okay. Um, okay, now, last sugya of the day. Here's the deal. We had, a couple days ago, the following concept. A slave has two relationships. He has a financial responsibility, and then he has what's called Isser, which is that he cannot marry a Jew. Okay? So every slave has two responsibilities. To me, the owner, he has to work for me, and he can't marry a Jew. Now, we said a couple days ago over Shabbos, we said that there are times where the financial part is released, but he still needs a get. I'll give you an example. Mafker avdoi. If you're Mafker and Eved, when you make him Hefker, he is already no longer financially responsible for you, but, but he needs a get to, to emancipate him fully so that he can marry a Jew. Okay? What our Gemara is going to be dealing with from here until the end of the Ahmed. I'm Mafker my Eved, so he's no longer a slave regarding working for me. But he can't marry a Jew until I write the bill of divorce, the bill of emancipation. That might take two weeks. What is his status in between that point? Could he eat truma? Right? Is he still the slave of a Kayan that he could eat truma? What happens if he's gored? Who gets the money? Right? If, what if he's killed? You, is he a slave that you pay knas or is he a free man that you pay kofar? Again, he's in this weird quasi-situation where he is no longer a slave regarding finances, but he is still a slave that he can't marry a Jew until he gets a bill of emancipation. So that's the Gemara's kasha. Let's look inside. So the Gemara says, yeah? The Gemara says, get shikra. A person who is still awaiting his emancipation document, meaning he was freed, so he is no longer financially a slave, but he is still a shtickle slave until he gets the bill. Yeish like knas. He's not a total Jew until he gets the bill, though. I mean, he had he had gerus. He had yes, he had mila and tefila, but until he gets the bill of emancipation, he can't marry a Jew yet. So the question is, yeish like knas, ain't like knas. What if he's killed? Do you pay a kofar like a free man, or do you pay knas? Meaning he's a slave, but he's huh? No, no. This is talking about a, this is talking about a new case. This is talking about a slave who a full slave who's freed, hefker, but he didn't get the bill of emancipation yet. So he can't marry a Jew yet until he gets the bill, but he doesn't have to work anymore. So like, is he a slave or not? Like, how do we look at that time period where he's still awaiting the the bill of emancipation? So he is again. He can't marry a Jew yet, but he doesn't have to work. So is he a slave or not? So the question is, regarding what? Well, regarding if he's killed, do you pay the owner a knas, or do you pay his kids a kofar? That, that's the question. And the Gemara speaks it out. Uh, the Pasuk says you give, uh, when you kill a slave, you give 30 shekel to his master. He doesn't have a master anymore because he was already freed. Not with a bill of emancipation, but he was already hefker. 
or perhaps or perhaps until he gets the bill of emancipation he's a slave that's the question of how do you look at the quasi time period so we just got finished saying that if I kill a half slave half free man you pay half the knas to him to his, his master and half the kofer so half slave half free according to Beishamai what do you do with a half slave half free you force his master to emancipate him. And Basil agreed to that. Which means every half-slave, half-free is a man awaiting emancipation bill, if you think about it. Right? So, the, and, 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 and it's the same thing. And you pay. My love, Mishnah Chorna, is this not the opinion of Basila once they agreed with Beishamai? That even once they agree with Beishamai, where they force him to give an emancipation bill, and he's awaiting that bill, and you still pay a half a kofar. So you see that you pay a knas, you pay a half a knas. I mean, you see that you pay a knas, even though he's waiting for an emancipation bill. The answer is, like Mishnah Chorna. No, the answer is, this case is, is Basila before they agreed to Beishamai. Basila, before they agreed to Beishamai, felt that you could be long-term half-slave. So there's no need to emancipate him. So it's not uh, similar to someone awaiting emancipation. Tashima, another one. The halacha is that if you break uh, an Eved's uh, eye or you break his tooth, he goes free. Now, does he need a bill of emancipation or does he just go free? It's a machleikas. Remember that. We're assuming he needs a bill of emancipation. So he gets punched in the eye, you punch him in the eye, you break his eye. Okay. So he is at this point no longer financially responsible to work for you, but he still needs a bill of emancipation. That's the assumption. And the Gemara says, The halacha is, we'll go with this, I'm the master, and uh, I don't like the way you made eggs for me, so I punch you in your eye. I break your eye. You are now financially free, but you need a bill of emancipation. Who do I... I, the master, have to pay you the money for your eye. So says the Gemara, that's the price it says. I have to give you the money for your eye. I broke your eye. I have to pay for it. Now says the Gemara, Wait a minute. What was our question before? Our question is that if you have a slave that's waiting emancipation bill and then he's killed, who gets the money? Does it go to his family or the master? Right now, we set a case where I punch you in your eye. You're awaiting emancipation bill, but you're no longer financially responsible to me. I give you the money. You think there's a possibility that if you get killed, I get the money, but if you're alive, I pay you? That doesn't make sense. If I'm paying you, that means... There's no way a master would have to pay the slave anything if the slave has any connection to him as being a slave. So the very fact... It's very simple. We ask the kasha. If you have a bill as a, a, a slave who's waiting and getting the emancipation bill, is he a slave at all regarding finances? Meaning, does the master get the knas at all? So he said, well, I punch you in your eye, and the Gemara is assuming you need an emancipation bill. And while you're awaiting that emancipation bill, I have to pay for your medical bills. If I'm paying your medical bills, then obviously I'm not going to get money for your damages if I'm paying for it. And the Gemara assumes this is a similar case, because the Gemara assumes that when you punch someone in the eye... He is not automatically free. He's only free with emancipation bills. So you know what the answer is? This Brisa follows the view that when you punch someone in the eye, he is free without a bill of emancipation. Meaning, when you're awaiting a bill of emancipation, you're still considered a slave that the master gets all the money of your damages. Why does this Brisa say that I have to pay you? The answer is because this Brisa follows the view that when you break an Eved's eye, he is free 
Ligamri, no emancipation will be needed. He's a free man, so of course I have to pay. I, when I punched him, he became free, and at that moment, I damaged a free man. <coughs> but if you needed a bill of emancipation, maybe the halacha would be different. Maybe I wouldn't have to pay you. So that's the Gemara says. The Gemara says, This Bryce is obviously following the view that when you break a, an Evid's eye, he doesn't need a bill of emancipation. So it's not comparable at all to what we're talking about. We're talking about a, a, a slave that's in a quasi-waiting period where he needs a bill of emancipation. This Bryce is talking, uh, following the view that you don't need a bill of emancipation. The Tanya, is, it's a very big machlokas. Every time I break an Evid's limb, he goes free. But did Rabbi Shmuel? Rabbi Shmuel says you need to still give him a bill of emancipation. Rav Meir Omer Einutzaruch. Meir says you don't have to. He's free automatically. Rav Liazar Omer Tzaruch. Rav Tafan Omer Einutzaruch. Rav Akim Omer Tzaruch. So it's all different opinions. Hamachri and Lefnei Racham and Omru. And there was a third view. They're Machriya. They're the they're the 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 the, the middle middle ground, right? Some say they need a bill of emancipation. Some say not. So you know what the answer is? The Torah says that the Torah the Torah describes. Uh, an Eved going free by you breaking his eye or his tooth. The truth is, Chazal explain that it's lav davka eye or tooth. Chazal explain that it extends to all forms of limbs, right? It doesn't, it, 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 let's say the Pasuk says tooth and eye. Let's say I break his ankle. I, he also goes free. But the Torah specifically says eye or tooth. So says the Gemara, as machlegis, you have to give, give him a bill of emancipation. Some say yes, some say no. There's a third view, that is. If you break his eye and his tooth, which the Torah itself directly says, he doesn't need a bill of emancipation. If you break any other limb, he does need a bill of emancipation. That's the third view. Hamachriyim. The other limbs, which are just a penalty, then you need a bill of emancipation. The Gemara says, Why are the other limbs a penalty? It's not a penalty. The answer is, Because the other limbs are based on Drush's Chazal, then, then, uh, then, the, then, you, then you need a bill of emancipation. So, Yibaylu, I have a kasha. One last kasha. The kasha is like this. One last kasha is you have a slave who's awaiting a bill of emancipation. So again, see, so he was freed. You made him hefker, but he needs a bill of emancipation. And you're a kayan. Can he eat truma? See, boilu, I have a kasha. If you have a, a slave who's awaiting emancipation, could he eat truma? Do we say that the Pasuk says the slave who's owned by a Kayin can eat Shuma and he's no longer owned by me financially? Or do you say no, that because he's still awaiting a bill of emancipation, he's still my slave? It's the same Kasha, but regarding Shuma. We'll end with this. So Tashima, five more lines, then we'll end. The halach is like this. What if you have, you have a, 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 the wife of a Kayin and his slave woman both gave birth on the same day, and they swapped the babies. They don't know who, which baby is which. So you have these two kids. One is his slave, and one is his son. He doesn't know which one. At the hospital, they, 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 they messed up, and they, they, they swapped. Yeah, so they know for sure one's a son, and one's a slave. They just don't know which one. See, here's the halacha. Both could eat truma, because the son could eat truma, and the slave could eat truma. So either one could eat truma, right? Because the slave could also eat truma. V'chol kin chilak echad ala and the halacha is that if they go 
in order for them to collect truma, the halachas, they have to go together because the rule is, this follows the view, Rashi says, we do not give a slave truma on his own to deliver to the master. So for, if any of them wants to collect truma, they both could eat truma, but to collect truma, they have to do it together. Hegdilu hataruvus, and when they get older, mishachrin zezeh, they should both give a bill of emancipation to each other because one of them is a slave. So, well, yeah, once, well, yeah, by the way, once they do that, then they wouldn't be able to eat truma. But the point is like this. I get it, but it still might be worth it in order to, to marry a Jew. Point is like this, though. You have, at that age, while they're, raised, while they're being raised, before they give a bill of emancipation to each other, uh, do they have to work for each other? No, it's like a slave that you freed, right? No one's going to make either one work because they don't know which one is a slave. So it's like a slave waiting a bill of emancipation. Because it says as they get older, and they can eat truma. So you see that a slave who's awaiting a bill of emancipation can eat truma. The Gemara says, no. The answer is you can't compare that to what? You want to say that it's comparable to a slave that I was mafkir, that is waiting a bill of emancipation to these two kids. They're also slaves that you can't work and they are waiting a bill of emancipation. Over there, they eat truma, so it's over here. The answer is over there, if Elio and Avi were to come, one of them is a full-fledged slave. A full-fledged slave. We just can't make them work, not because I was mafker him. You can't make him work because you don't know which one is a slave. So technically, each one can say, I'm not working for you. But if Elio and Avi were to come and say, that one's the slave, then he would be remaining the slave. Over here, you're trying to compare that case to our case, which is I have a full-fledged slave that I was mafkir. When I'm mafkir, I say, bye-bye. Now, he technically needs a bill of emancipation. So you're going to say, well, over there they could eat truma, so to over here. Over there they could eat truma because one of them is still a full-fledged slave. I just don't have knowledge. If a Leonavi were to come and tell me, he would change the reality. Over here, there's the, the, even if a Leonavi were to come, what would change? I was already mafkir him. The difference is over there, while they're both, yes, technically the same, they're both slaves I can't make work for me that are waiting a bill of emancipation, but they're very different. Over here, I rejected this slave by being mafker him. So I already pushed him out. Perhaps then I can no longer, I, he can no longer eat truma. Over there, they can eat truma because they are, they, one is a full-fledged slave, we just don't know. If Elion ever were to come, he would reveal to us. That's why they're not really comparable. I will right, we'll stop here. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. Hold on. I found today's